Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kali. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kali, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kali. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting Yona Wes, uh, folks who are connected within uh, various real estate circles. Uh, Yona is a very helpful and a very familiar figure. Welcome to the show, Yona. Thank you so much, Sakar. It's a pleasure to be on here. I appreciate awesome. you having me. Awesome. Thank you. So Yona is uh, with Madison Specs. He is a specialist in uh, doing co uh, cost segregations and, you know, what uh, the benefit that comes with cost segregation for a lot of investors. So uh, we are today, we are going to talk about the process. Uh, over the years, um, Yona has saved tens of millions of dollars uh, to all the real estate investors uh, mm -hmm. via his company, uh, Madison Specs. He is a real estate investor himself. And he has a new podcast by himself that uh, we are excited to learn about. Uh, the podcast is named Wes Advice. So welcome to the show, Yona. I appreciate you taking time today. Again, it's, a, it's the pleasure is all mine, Sakha. Good, you. good. Awesome. So uh, give us a quick background, Yona, as to, uh, you know, sort of how you came about in real estate and how cost segregation became a sort of a profession and a passion of yours. It's a, it's a great, uh, it's a, it, it has become a passion of mine. Um, I, my background is in teaching. So I was a teacher for about 15 sure. years and it still is. It's really my passion is teaching more than anything else. Hmm. Not necessarily a school teaching. Okay. I didn't, sure. hmm. I didn't really teach a lot of like young school children. It was more about just the ability to, when you learn something, you can give it over and you can teach sure. someone else. You can apply that. Um, but about five years ago, I kind of got the real estate bug, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to learn all about it, started getting involved. It was, to, you know, kind of sunk my, you know, tiptoed into a lot of different areas. Um, sure. Got my feet wet in the residential side of brokering properties, looking at deals, underwriting. I did a little commercial mortgaging. So that kind of gave me a lot of base knowledge about commercial real estate. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then did a few fix and flips um, up in New Jersey. And that gave me some knowledge about uh, what not to do. Sure. Right? And the real world side of it. <laughs> the, real, the real deal, right? Sure. Um, and at a certain point, I just had an opportunity come my way to work with this incredible company, Madison Commercial Real Estate, that I currently work for. So they have a number of services sure. for the commercial real estate industry, a big mm. title company. Uh, big 1031 exchange intermediary and you do a number of things and cost segregation was one of the companies and it just so happened what I was looking for just kind of slipped right into what they were looking for and I continued just you know kind of learn the trade really quickly I don't do any of the you know we have a whole team of engineers sure, sure. and accountants that do the actual work so sure. I'm in the business direct you know business development working on kind of teaching people educating people about that Sure, and, sure, sure. Um, you know, bringing in, uh, bringing in business. So that to me has been extremely eye-opening because 
you know, I learned from the experts, like literally these people have been in the industry for, for decades sure. and have done tens of thousands of cost segregations. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's, that's the best way to learn. If you want to learn something new, you go to the best people out there and you just like sit by their side for as long as you can and just, you know, ask them every question you have and just watch what they do. And if, you know, if you're a good student, like I am, you can then go ahead and teach that to others. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And um, you, you know, as we were, as we got started, and we we're talking in the green room, first time when I heard of cost seg and how you can depreciate things, I was like, really, is that really possible? I mean, that sounds just too good to be true. So let, let's get rolling uh, here, Yona. Uh, describe for sure. our listeners uh, what the process of cost seg is and why it is such an important element uh, of what we do within real estate and why IRS in general allows for all of these things and what's kind of the basis of all of this, you know? It's, it's something so interesting because we come from the world, the corporate world, where we think that if you make money, you have to pay taxes because it gets directly deducted from your paycheck, right? Sure, sure. But in real estate, it doesn't work like that. In real estate, as you know, you make money, okay? You have sure. expenses and you have you know, profits and you have net operating income after all those expenses. Sure. Whatever mm-hmm. is left, you report in your tax form. And if you owe any taxes on that, you pay the tax bill, but it's not deducted immediately. The right. best thing about it is that you get a tax deduction called depreciation. Sure. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so that's to understand cost segregation, we have to understand what depreciation is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because cost segregation is really just like, you know, depreciation on steroids. It's like, exactly. Uh, like Accelerated <laughs> depreciation of source. <laughs> so uh, uh, give us a rundown of like, you know, how you break it down, uh, like, you know, the building land and the, you know, all the different uh, sort of components within the, uh, structures and things like that. Give us a uh, sort of a brief overview of it. Absolutely. So conservation, like I said, is like an advanced form of depreciation. Normally sure. when you buy a property, you're allowed to write off the entire build, building, the entire mm-hmm. property minus the land, land doesn't depreciate. You take that purchase price and you divide it up over a 27 and a half year period. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Really, that 27 and a half year period is, according to the tax code, only supposed to be allocated to the structure of the building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But a lot of other things in the building depreciate on a much faster rate. So you have stuff in the building like personal property, whether it's furniture, equipment, appliances, carpeting, you know, mm-hmm. blinds, like you see in your the window sure. there, mm-hmm. the window treatments, electrical, all kinds of things that are not part of the structure. They're not mm-hmm. really physically attached, but even things like cabinets or countertops, which are attached, but they're still movable if you, you, know, you can right. check them out. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are all considered five-year depreciation schedules, which means wow. mm-hmm. the possibility of hiring a cost company, an engineer will actually come to the building, mm-hmm. identify all of those different assets in the property and know to allocate them mm-hmm. into these different categories and say, yeah, the walls and the floor and, this, and the roof you know, and the windows and the doors that those things are not movable, they're integral structural components of the building, that has a value of X, okay? Right, right. Mm-hmm. The other, all those other things, each one has an individual value, we'll complete a report for it and tell you, guess what? You spend a million dollars on this building, mm-hmm. 20% of that, you know, potentially 
is mm. really in those furniture and fixtures and movable property, personal sure. property, mm -hmm. you can take that 20%, $200,000 mm -hmm. as a first year or over five year tax write-off. I see, I see. So now, eventually uh, that's, that's how you do it. Right, now what's the sort of the basis for this, uh, the cost basis? Like are we saying, look, like if we take an example of a, any random uh, building for that matter, right? The carpeting, the appliances, or you know, a lot of other personal property, right? How are we valuing it? Meaning, is there any black book that engineers use or is it more based on, uh, you know, whatever the uh, owner can show the receipt saying, okay, my appliances cost me this much, my carpet costs me this much eh? and things like that. How does that work? Well, when, it's a good question because when you, when you develop a hot property and you're mm -hmm. building it from scratch, you know exactly what those costs are. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and if you bought new appliances, you know exactly, like you said, you have those receipts. Sure. Mm -hmm. You have the invoices of that property, but on a cost segregation, you can do it on mm -hmm. an acquisition, which means the engineers actually have to come in and reverse engineer the property. And they have industry standard values and regional standard values for different, every type of asset class. And there's literally, you know, you wouldn't even believe it, but for example, um, asphalt and mm. concrete and pavement, mm -hmm. okay, all that stuff is considered land improvements and depreciates on a 15-year schedule. But each of I those see. things actually have a different value. And the curbing, it's still concrete, but it has a different value, an industry standard value than the pavement that you pave. And so do the bollards, you know, that are in the parking spaces. So mm -hmm. all those things you need to know, you know, what's the square footage and that's what the engineers do. So there is some, you know, they have some software, they have some, um, you know, standards that they mm -hmm. use mm -hmm. and we'll apply those to come up with those values. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, uh, you speaking of this, right. Um, what sort of uh, uh, savings are involved? Like in your experience, uh, give us some examples, like, you know, just knowing you and your company, what uh, uh, what you got, all guys do. Uh, I have heard of certain things and stuff like that. If you can give us some real world examples of some, like let's say single family plus some multifamily, that'd be great. Absolutely. And I mentioned before, there's, you know, usually a percentage. So mm -hmm. different types of property, every type of property is going to be different. Um, which is why the engineer needs to actually go there and, you know, view it, take pictures, measurements, to make sure that each property gets its proper, you know, it's not like a, just kind of a throw the dart at the wall and come sure. up with these, mm -hmm. these numbers. You actually have to know exactly every detail, you know, down to the nuts and bolts really. Mm -hmm. um, so just a, a really good example and kind of a, a rubric, if you will, to understand this multifamily sure. properties, the mm -hmm. garden style multifamily property you usually have somewhere between, you know, on, on average around 20% that will mm -hmm. go into that five-year category. Okay. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, between 15 and 25, I would say, you know, sure. depending mm -hmm. on that, but I'd say 20% is pretty average. And then the land improvements, which I mentioned are things like landscaping and pavement. And if you have, you know, playground equipment or swimming pool or fencing, anything mm -hmm. outside the building, that's mm -hmm. usually like about a, about a five to 15% as well. So we're talking about multifamily properties. It's anywhere sure. between, you know, 20 and 35, 40%. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're talking about a, a million dollar purchase price, you know, you're looking at a accelerated depreciation of, you know, 150 
to $250,000, you know, $300,000, mm-hmm. which with the bonus depreciation, as you know, maybe we'll speak about, you can literally right. take that in the first year as a write-off. Right. Um, but again, this is for any type of property except for your personal residence, okay? I if see. it's a mm-hmm. business property or if it's an investment property, you can do cost segregation and you get the, you get the regular depreciation deductions, which mm-hmm. will give you about a 2 to 3% deduction every year. That's kind of how it comes out to be. I because see, I see. you're taking off land, which doesn't depreciate, and then whatever's left over over a 27 and a half or 39 year schedule comes out to be somewhere between two and 3%. But you can accelerate that and take in the first year, instead of a 2% deduction, mm-hmm. you can take a 20 or 30% deduction, wow. which mm-hmm. that is, it's just incredible. This is one of the you know, wealth building strategies that, uh, you know, that people like you and, and smart investors know about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, depreciation plays such a huge uh, component and adds to the bottom line that, uh, you know, investors can be like earning real positive cash flow, but for tax paying purposes, depreciation can completely offset that and take it into negative and you could be reporting in negative. uh, And and it's it's such a, a powerful tool to uh, you know, avoid taxes and, you know, increase your bottom line. Uh, so you said, uh, Yona, you alluded to rather the, the bonus depreciation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, could you maybe help us like why it came about or what, what sort of, uh, you know, uh, benefits are from a uh, bonus depreciation perspective? Absolutely. So one of the things that happened in the, the previous tax um, reform. So we're going back to 2017, 2018, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is they introduced this law called 100% bonus depreciation, as I mentioned, which allows you to, on an acquisition, to mm-hmm. literally take any, all of that accelerated depreciation in, instead of spreading it over a five or 15 year schedule instead of 27 or 39. You can accelerate to that, but you can also claim it all in the first year, right? I so mm-hmm. like I said, instead of, instead of a 2% or 3% deduction, you could mm-hmm. accelerate that in the first the first year, first five years, you could take, you know, a five or five or six or 7% deduction, which, you know, is a lot more, or you can accelerate it all into year number one with bonus depreciation and take, you know, 20, 30% uh, deduction. So that's, those are kind of the numbers, how, how it usually works. Obviously single family properties typically have less sure. um, mm-hmm. percentage wise, because if you think about it, if you buy, you know, a 100 unit apartment building, you have 100 kitchens, okay? It's 100 sure. cabinets. You have 100, you know, sinks and appliances and all those things. There's a lot of value, more value allocated to that than, than just the walls. Right, and, right. You know, the square footage of the carpeting is much more. Whereas in a single family, you know, you may have, you know, just have one sink and it's still percentage based, mm-hmm. okay? You, mm-hmm. you may, but it's still going to be, less because there sure, is sure. Just, it's all relative based on you know how big it is now uh, exactly. the, the the correlation uh, uh, there now uh, you know between let's say uh, you buy a 10 million dollar portfolio for example right and you take on the first year you uh, uh, you know you do the uh, cost sex study and you know you take bonus depreciation first year right how does that correlate to now like year two, year three, year four, how does that uh, play into like meaning, you know, are they mutually exclusive or how could you maybe help us understand that? that yeah. aspect? There's, there's really two, um, there's probably a, a lot more important things to understand to, under, to, to answer that question. There's two main things to understand mm-hmm. uh, to get to that question. The first thing is when you have more deductions than you actually have income, 
And, mm. and this is what happens when you do a bonus depreciation most sure. of the time. Mm. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. You may have a, like your $10 million portfolio, right? So mm. what is that making you? Maybe let's say, let's be generous and say a uh, million dollar um, net operating income. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. Very generous. So of that million dollar income, you may have in the first year, $2 million, right? Or $3 million of tax deductions for the bonus depreciation. What happens to those extra deductions? It mm. happens is it creates what's called a passive loss. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can't use it all right now. Mm -hmm. Um, unless you're a real estate professional, which maybe we'll get to that in a little bit, sure. but mm -hmm. normally you can just use those depreciation deductions to offset the income from your properties. Okay. Right. That's the first thing it creates this loss, but mm -hmm. that loss doesn't disappear. You mm -hmm. know, you just can't use it immediately right now. You can use it in future years. So it carries forward with you. So in year number two, mm -hmm. right, you may have another million dollars of income and you have this regular depreciation, which, you know, you'll still get, because again, we're just front loading, let's say 20%, the rest of the 80% of depreciation is still yeah. going to be about 2% every year. So you're still going to get a sizable deduction, but sure. mm -hmm. from the regular depreciation left and you'll still have another million dollars left over from mm -hmm. the passive loss. You can now use that to offset the income this year. So in year three, Okay. So mm -hmm. year number one, year two, you're paying zero taxes basically, sure. mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're doing right. the bonus. Year number three, that you still may have some left over. You still have the regular appreciation. You still have some left over from the passive losses. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, so you're going to offset that. If you're doing the bonus depreciation at that point, it's going to run out and you're just going to have less depreciation after that. However, the second thing you have to understand about this mm -hmm. is that cost segregation and depreciation in general applies across all properties, which means if you buy another property next mm -hmm. year or mm -hmm. two years down the line, then you can use the depreciation there to also go and cross, cross uh, multiply, you know, cross pollinate, if you will, on, on your other properties, on the other income. Mm -hmm. So you may run, if you're doing the bonus depreciation, you may run out of the depreciation this year right. Um, right. from but, property A, but, but you may have enough from, from property a, B and sure. get the depreciation there. So this is the way I always say, if you're a one property guy, okay, if mm. you're just buying one property, Mm -hmm. And that's it. And you're planning holding forever. Mm -hmm. Then conservation may not be for you. It may not be the right thing at all. You may just want to keep your depreciation equal and have a business plan kind of that, that, that right. operates with that. Or you might just want to do regular cost irrigation and have in the first few years, extra tax deductions, which will help with the cash flow and help with, you know, sure. doing improvements. Mm -hmm. But if you're a multiple property guy, and you're buying more than one building, more than one property, then that's when you can really take massive advantage of this. Sure, it can accelerate. Got it, got it. So now, uh, uh, Yuna, how can uh, new investors get started uh, with you? Meaning like, what's the process involved? Do they call you, call your office, uh, or wh what initial information they need to supply to you? Absolutely. The first thing we always do is we'll run a free estimate. Okay. So mm -hmm. we'll look at some details on the building and your property and you know, we'll ask you for some data about that. And we will tell you based on, you know, we've done thousands over at this point, our company's done over 16,000 um, wow. conservation studies. Mm -hmm. So we have enough experience just knowing some data points, you're probably what you're going to get. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. So doing that, you'll actually know ahead of time, first step, even before I do anything, mm -hmm. right? Is mm -hmm. this going to be worth it or is it not going to be worth it? Right. Mm -hmm. You'll know upfront, you know what the fees, you know, what's going to cost to do that as well. 
which will charge for the app. So the first step is reach out to, to myself. Um, you can reach out to me, like I said, business director. So you know, sure. a lot of stuff flows through me. Anyways, we have a whole operations team. Once mm -hmm. we do that, we'll, we'll prepare that estimate to you. Um, and you have a conversation, show you, you know, what the benefits are, take this back to your accountant, you know, discuss mm -hmm. it, say, does this work for my, you know, my business plan, my strategy, mm -hmm. if it works, we will, you know, engage and send an engineer to the property where mm -hmm. we'll walk to take those pictures and measurements, et cetera, we'll come back, make a report. Sure. And that report, that study is really going to punch out a new depreciation schedule. So it's going to be an updated, you know, broken down into all these different categories. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and I guess one thing I also like about all this is that the whole depreciation clock sort of resets at every ownership. Am I correct? That's right. You are hundred percent correct, which is something I always try to touch on because this is, it's so, so incredible. Depreciation does not, it's not an intrinsic thing. It's not about the actual value of the building going down which is what the word, the definition of the word means. So if you look up right. depreciation in a dictionary, you'll, you'll see like something going down in value. But the tax deduction of depreciation is just based on that principle. Right. And mm -hmm. so that exactly right. So I mean, you start that over when you buy a property. And it's, so it's new. So if you, you bought a property, let's say 10 years ago, right? For $100,000, you're taking depreciation every year. You go ahead and sell that to me this year for a million dollars. I now get to start the schedule that 27 and a half years over now day one for me. And I started at a million dollars, not right. at a hundred thousand. So that's, what's incredible about this. Right. 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 No, I, I love that. And, and the thing is that as you, I think alluded to earlier uh, as well, is that th this could as well be the built in strategy that if you're buying multiple properties, you're continuously taking advantage of the, uh, you know, depreciation and perhaps the bonus depreciation as well as you're building the portfolio, you know, nice and fast. So awesome. Uh, so you want to give us some idea about uh, what's, what sort of are the costs involved in, in, in these, uh, uh, in all these studies and things like that? Sure. It's going to be different for every property. Sure. So, mm -hmm. and because it's totally based on the scope of work involved, we have kind of a sliding scale sure. uh, based mm -hmm. on the square footage, number of units, type of property, mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm not at all contingent on your tax savings. So if someone's coming in and telling you, I'll do cost segregation for you and mm -hmm. I'll take, uh, you know, five, 10% or whatever of your tax savings, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would run, uh, you know, run like wildfire because not only is that illegal, um, mm -hmm. but it's, that's horrible. <laughs> that's, that's going to be really detrimental to your, uh, your benefits in that. Um, but yeah, it's somewhere between, and again, it's different, but I'd say on the low end, we're charging somewhere, from like around four thousand dollars, you know, all the way up to about ten thousand dollars, depending, depending on, on the type of property. Sure, um, sure, sure. Multifamily and residential is usually in the four to six range. So other type of commercial properties will be will be more. Got it, got it. But if it's let's say a garden style eighty two hundred unit uh, property, mm -hmm. you know, average let's say eighties yeah. or nineties built brick brick and uh, siding structure and things like that. So that would be in the ten thousand dollar category. I guess. No, somewhere around five to six thousand dollars. Wow, wow. So that's really inexpensive. But the benefits exactly bit. exactly because it doesn't matter if you are you know this, you know, hundred unit building you're talking about, you're buying it for $13 million sure. and getting a, a $4 million tax benefit. 
you know, to pay $5,000 for that it, sounds it, like- It's no brainer. Absolutely, no absolutely, absolutely. And I know, um, Yona, you have a new podcast called Vest Advice. Yeah. Tell, us a, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, uh, how it came about and how, what, what are you looking forward to with the podcast? It's, you know, it's a great story because I've been a guest on, uh, like I told Sagar before this episode, on close to 100 different sure. podcasts. And this may very well be number 100. I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the count afterwards. But in doing that, I got to speak to so many different amazing people in the sure. real estate industry. And I kind of had a lot of fun doing it, right? I enjoy doing this. I enjoy, Absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. talking to people and, and you know. But on the other hand, I don't like to do all the talking. I actually like to ask a lot of questions and have sure, conversations. Sure. So mm-hmm. I figured, hey, this is a great platform to me to go about and do that. And so I talked to real estate uh, owners and just business people in general who are successful, people that I know, some of the most successful people that I know, and learn about life and about you know, business and about mindset, about goals and you know, great stuff that really talks to everyone. And I think everyone, no matter where you are in life, can relate to those kind of uh, subjects and and hearing, you know, I ask the questions myself because these are the questions that I want to know for myself. Absolutely. And so I think, I think it's great. Like for example, today I had someone on and I'm, you know, really interested in, um, you know, building a list and email marketing and and things like that for my own, my own business. And I know that this person is extremely successful entrepreneur and has done that because I'm on his list and I get his emails. I know what he's doing. So I just asked him, you know, some advice on how, how he went about doing that and what are the tools he uses, et cetera. Some advice about going with it. So things like that, which I think are, you know, really valuable. Thank you. Thank you. And we will, I will certainly be looking forward to it and learn more from you as well. Uh, please tell us, Yona, like how, how they, uh, you know, viewers can find you and also listen to your podcast. Give us some uh, uh, contact information there. Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn. That's the place I spend most of my time, believe it or not. Weiss Advice. Check it out anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, we're on all the platforms. So check it out, Weiss Advice, or you can email me directly at yweiss.com at madisonspecs.com. So that's my email or company. If you want a free estimate, you know, something about discuss cost segregation, happy to do so with anyone. And uh, I appreciate you very much, Dr. For, for taking the time and having me on your show. Thank you. You added a lot of value, Yona. I hope uh, all the listeners can reach out to you for uh, all the needs of uh, depreciation and cost seg. It's been a pleasure having you. And viewers can also listen more to uh, our premium cash flow podcast on all the different platforms uh, we air. Uh, and also YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, we are everywhere. So it's been a pleasure, Yona. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.